packaging and shipping. In this economy, don't know if you've checked out the news, but inflation isn't doing anyone any favors right now. It's harder than ever to keep a small business profitable. I should know. I run one, so I'm told. That's why we use Stamps.com to mail, ship, and get access to exclusive discounts and great rates on shipping from USPS, UPS, and other places with those same three letters. We use Stamps.com because it's super versatile for everything we send to our listeners. Merch, pamphlets of subversive literature, old screeners of Sully, and more merch. Start mailing and shipping with Stamps.com and save money. Plus, sign up with promo code MORENEWS for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale, which you are not legally required to only use for paper and packaging. There are no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code MORENEWS. More news in this economy? Hello and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name, as always, is Katie Stoll. Still. Still. Ah, this is the voice of Cody. Hi. Johnston is the last name. Hi is not my middle name. Hi. Cody, hi. (laughs) And joining us for the first time, we are thrilled to introduce to you our new writer, Ella Yerman. Hello, Ella. L. Hi, Katie. Hi, Hi, Cody. What's up? Hello. Hello. We're just so glad to have you here. I'm thrilled to be here on this this week of only good, <laughs> positive news. Only good. I mean... <laughs> like every week. Like every, every week, week. Only good, positive news. But just in general, I'm glad to have you here on the show today. I'm also happy, glad to have you on the team. You're wonderful. And I'm excited that everybody um, is going to get to know you as well. Before we get to know you as well... I must, I must shout out the holidays. Today, the 5th of May. Can you guess what holiday it is? I can, but I'm reading the document. That doesn't count as a guess, I guess, right? (laughs) If I know the answer, that's not a guess. Well, I was setting you up to say Cinco de Mayo, but... Is it not Cinco de Mayo? It is, it's Cinco de Mayo, but but the day, but the real holiday is National Cartoonists Day. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I'm just Mm -hmm. Just the Dilbert guy. Happy birthday to Scott Adams. Happy birthday. Happy Cinco de Mayo to Scott Adams. He hypnotized us to say this. He used the power of persuasion to wish him a happy birthday. And then tomorrow, May 6th, the day that this drops, it's National No Pants Day, baby. So you you know what that means. Take them off. They were never ever on they were never on right Why i had some be? pants on earlier and i took them off i'm right. wearing shorts which does not to me qualifies pants short pants though right mm, is that what it's is short pants just short for short pants i or think short, so it, it I, probably I think, is i think shorts are just short for short pants well here's the deal these shorts are breezy and light whereas a pant is neither of those things i guess suppose unless it's a linen pant but even then i don't need it right now it's warm here in los angeles california where we do not have water mm. it was not part of the pants thing but i've been getting back into skirts now that it's now that yeah. it's warm outside it's been real been real real nice well i should definitely do that <laughs> i should definitely get back out into skirts um, I go in waves of being into skirts. I tend to get, I sit 
all weird if you're you guys is an audio medium so you can't tell the way i sit crisscross applesauce knees tucked in all sorts of ways when i'm wearing a skirt raises issues fewer options i'm fine with it but Mm. other people are uncomfortable (laughs) other people are always causing problems (laughs) that is my experience (laughs) it's never i I suppose we'll get into that yeah we sure are that's a theme for this week l it's great to have you here to talk about the news, um, but also this timed out well because uh, you had an episode that came out this week that's doing well and it's wonderful. Well, just to start, why don't you tell us a little bit about it just in case some of our listeners haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So this week I wrote about the big wave of anti-trans and, and more broadly anti-LGBTQ legislation that's sweeping through the nation. Uh, we called it anti-queer because... Uh, LGBTQ is really hard to say, and I'm lazy. <laughs> there was some pushback in the comments section, which on I using read on queer. using the word queer, which is an exhausting debate that I refuse <laughs> to partake in. I think, I don't know. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to. Know. Cody I, I, can. <laughs> well, I mean, I saw a little bit of that. It seems like, uh, I mean, some of them, I, some of those I think seemed like a little like right-wing troll kind of comments. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, not all of them, obviously, but I think it's fine actually right yeah i mean there's been there have been queer studies classes in academia since the 90s yeah like it's exactly as a as a trans woman i wrote this episode (laughs) and i get to decide what we say you do and and people do not get to um tell you what words you get to use when when talking about your experience you get to tell me what words i say right that's my job exactly you don't you don't need to feel any sort of way other than proud of your work. <laughs> Thank you. That is true. I've been really touched by the by the response uh, so far, for the most part. Yeah, people seem really happy with this episode, which I think was it was stressful to write because it, I mean, was so personal and also just like a continually evolving story because these yeah. these pieces of legislation keep coming out. And you, you want know? to be inclusive of lots of different points, and 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 it's hard sometimes when these stories keep spiraling and growing, and you want to make sure that you've covered all the bases that you need to cover. Right. There's always the worry that you're going to put it out there, and then something mm-hmm. you'll have either missed something or something new will have happened. Um, but all of the feedback seems to be that uh, it's it's a comprehensive and well thought out episode so yeah it's been nice to hear it's great i think it's also it's um uh, i guess we're having you on to praise you it's <laughs> very comprehensive and very focused which i think is helpful for a lot of people in that it focuses so much on these are the bills this is the text of the bill this is what they're saying the bill is for those things don't actually match up and it's it's the very like sort of methodical deconstruction of what the claim is, what the actual text is, and how if you believe the thing you're saying, then the bill would be this. Right. Um, it's sort of, I, I don't know, it's, it's very, I think it's a very effective sort of way, like, get rid of all the noise and just focus on, like, no, here's here's how they're clearly lying about uh, the yeah. intention. Um, and the episode does end on a more hopeful note. You, you talk about progress is happening, that these things that it is inevitable in certain way moments, you know, like we are progressing that when we look back on this time, we will compare it to Jim Crow, let's say, or to other, other periods of time where we had to fight for, for rights, for equality. 
And I do believe that that's true. But this week, this week is hard. It's hard to see stuff that we have already been given taken away. And I'm not sure... I guess this is, you know, how, how are you feeling in that kind of context? I mean, it's scary. It's scary to see this. Uh, we'll get into the details soon, but and what it stands and what it could mean moving forward for LGBTQ rights. Yeah, I mean, definitely when we started working on this episode, I, I came to Cody and, and you and Dave and was like, I don't know what the what the like comedy spin on this issue is. It's just like a bunch of endless awful things happening. And and I do believe and find a lot of comfort in the take we ended up going with, which is that like in the end, these laws are archaic and small minded and evil and they will lose eventually. But it is hard to see that light, Mm -hmm. I think, as the conservatives win in the short term and the decades of like taking over the courts that the Republicans have been doing pays off. I mean, that's a tricky question for me to pose to you right out of the gate here because it's we don't know. We don't know. But but I do agree and I do believe that because if you look at and I mean, I'm I'm a cis white woman here, you know, I I'm pretty lucky in where I am living in California. My rights are not directly being threatened. No, it's hard. Also, this week, I mean, for me, we'll get into the Roe v. Wade stuff more. Like, I personally will never need to have an abortion. That is uh, uh, one of the small blessings of being a trans woman um, is that, like, this specific issue is not something I am personally affected by other than the fact that, like, everyone in my life is affected by it. Mm. But it is, it's hard, but, like, it's all connected, right? It's not Mm -hmm. one thing. And we we mentioned this in the episode. It's it's not, they're not going to stop with Mm -hmm. trans people. They're not going to stop with gay people. They're going to push backwards and backwards and backwards until it's just straight white men uh, who have rights again. I guess, oh, this is, you have reminded me of the point that I was uh, getting to, is it's like, yes, they will keep pushing back, but the difference now is that we're fucking loud and Mm. that, and I I can't speak to the experience of being a member of the trans community, but I know that we all have much more awareness and that's not changing, that we're all growing and learning from each other and more and more people have the resources that they need to really get to know themselves. So everything that they do, sure, those are roadblocks, but you can't turn back the tide of progress. Absolutely. And, and it's liberation. so much harder to take away rights than it is to and prevent you from having them in the so first place. So we've got a hard road to go, but we will get abortion back eventually, you know? And, and you know, we're going to get into all of the nuts and bolts of this, but but that's to me what's hopeful and why it's so important that you – are here and writing and sharing because it's like when you share when you share these experiences and people see themselves and um and feel bolstered by that and find their community and even with this week's news I feel that like I keep like backing away from starting the conversation cuz I I don't even quite have the words I keep sitting down to like to write it to try to start to figure out what I wanted to say here I'm just so mad again I'm a cis white woman living in California but I'm furious um and Elle you spoke like you don't you you said thankfully you're like one of the positives of being a trans woman is that you don't have to deal with this abortion physically personally but what you do have to deal with is navigating 
our healthcare system as a woman and what that experience is like. Yeah, it's much harder. Um, and that's part of my frustration. Like my first emotional response to this. Yeah, we knew it was coming, but it's like these motherfuckers have no idea what it's like to have a uterus, to experience the physical effects of menstruation every month, which for many are debilitating. Just in general, nobody understands the female experience, but everybody wants to legislate on it. Everybody has an opinion and, and it just pisses me off. And I'm fucking tired of living in a world where there is just this existential dread of what thing is going to be taken away from us next, that we can't just relax and live our life because we don't get very much time here on this planet. And I'm sad that so much of all of our lives are devoted to putting out these fucking fires that are just making it impossible for people to just live, just to go outside and enjoy uh, the world that we have while we have it, you know? Mini rant, mini rant over. Hello, news dogs. You know, when I'm not doing news stuff, I spend my off time in a sensory deprivation chamber so that I may never hear the many cries of anguish coming from the streets of my city. So many voices all at once. But then I get bored, which is why I always take my phone with me and play games like Best Fiends. Best Fiends is one of those casual puzzle mobile games specifically aimed at us adults who have time to kill. There are dozens of unique characters to collect and customize and power up and brand new events that pop up all year round. Not to mention an offline mode in case your deprivation chamber cuts off your Wi-Fi. Every night, the city cries out in anguish. I do what I can to clean up the streets of scum and villainy, but I can't be everywhere at once. Also, sometimes I'm tired and I just want to relax, you know? And Best Fiends is great for doing just that. Or maybe you're just hanging out on a rooftop, waiting for the sounds of sirens. Well, and it's great for those casual waiting around moments as well, because it's a mobile game, you see. You know those. So go on, go to the App Store or Google Play and download Best Fiends for free. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Hey there, champ! Listen, I'm not gonna be over for Mother's Day this year. I know I promised it would be very different, but I'm very busy doing secret missions for the government. You understand. But listen, perhaps this year you could get your mother a subscription to Trade Coffee. Trade connects customers to the freshest coffee by partnering with the country's best independent roasters. Their expert team taste tests thousands of brews to give you a selection from 450 types of coffees that you can match with via their coffee quiz. And they're so confident they'll match you with the right one that if they don't, they'll have one of their coffee experts work with you and send a brand new bag for free. I'm really sorry I can't be there with you, but that's no reason you can't get your mom a subscription to trade and perhaps put my name on the card too. She deserves it, what with raising a little scamp like you. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash more news. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash more news and let Trade find you a coffee you will love. And don't forget about Mother's Day coming up and how you should put my name on the card and all that. A Trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lovers in your life. So go to drinktrade.com slash more news for $30 off.
I talk like this now. In the rest of the episode too, you'll see. Back to the show. We've talked about this and many people have talked about this, but like the conservative argument for banning abortion is like like all conservative arguments in the end, pretty hypocritical and in in many places just a lie. Like it's not really about abortion. It's about controlling women and controlling what women can do with their bodies. Um, and if they could, they'd take away women's right to vote and they'd take away women's right to get married or own property. Like the, the, because if, if it was about abortions, they would legalize abortion because statistically Is, we know that right. legalizing abortion reduces the number of abortions and that passing out con- like free contraception reduces abortion. Like they don't, they don't care about the physical act of abortion like they pretend to. They care about stripping women of their rights and um, oppressing minorities. And that was one of the things, that's the sort of the thought I wanted to circle back to is that one of the things that I really appreciated about working on this week's episode was kind of, I know we talk all the time about how Republicans are liars, um, but it was really kind of blatant to see it just laid out that they say the one thing, but they mean the other mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we say that about all of their positions and it's true about all of their positions but it, it's so obvious when the legislation they pass is this hypocritical and this um like weak um yeah i don't know it's it's just becoming incre- increasingly obvious that the the kind of the 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 two-party dichotomy that we've kind of set up where everybody is reasonable and some people just disagree about stuff it's bullshit is is such total bullshit because half Half of, maybe not half the country, but the people in power for half of the country aren't reasonable people. They they hate women and minorities and are angry that those people are allowed a seat at the table. It's the people in power, and it's a media landscape as well that perpetuates. I mean, all the same stuff that we've been talking about for years. Um, the majority of people don't are for abortions, right? Like eighty percent or something. <laughs> This is yeah, it's like, yeah, between 60 and 80, I think. Let's get into this story. In case you missed the news of the week, earlier this week, a draft opinion from the United States Supreme Court, that legitimate institution, was leaked, indicating that the court is about to completely overturn Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. You guys all knew that, but I needed to just say it in case. No, I think that's, I think that's fair. I've been thinking a lot about... Um, how frustrating it is that we've become more and more reliant on the Supreme Court to kind of legislate from the bench because one, we've seen that like crazy people like Donald Trump can become president and just appoint whoever the fuck they want. And two, when you look at Roe v. Wade as like a legal case, it's kind of, it's frustratingly tenuous. And I say that as someone who deeply supports abortion, but like connecting it to the 14th Amendment and privacy is not the strongest case for abortion and that's because these this stuff should be legislated like we should be passing laws to protect these kinds of rights and we're just incapable of doing so because the republican party has just become an obstructionist party and even when the democrats are in power i mean not to say the democrats are good or Mm -hmm. motivated Mm -hmm. to do the things that their voter base wants them to but things like abortion should be codified into federal law we should have federal protections in the law, like the Constitution doesn't say anything about mm-hmm. abortion, and and so just it doesn't say rely- yeah, it doesn't say anything about a lot of stuff that we should right because yeah, the Constitution it. isn't the Supreme Court is meant to make constitutional rulings, not right. pass like legislations about individual human rights. Which is, I mean, 
what's so frustrating about this decision uh, is that, you know, it uses this justification of like, you know, abortion is not mentioned in the Constitution, but neither is a million things that we have. They didn't know back then. Right. It was <laughs> it was 70 fucking hundreds, you know, like, of course, this is changing. Of course, it changed. Of course. How is this a rationale? Yeah. An originalist like interpretation of the Supreme Court or having originalists on the Supreme Court would be way less destructive if we had a Congress that could fucking do anything or get any meaningful legislation. It, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm deeply angry at the Supreme Court um, and at Donald Trump for packing it and at all of the like everything that's going on. But the most of my anger right now is truly at the hundred senators who... Yeah, especially yeah. the Democratic ones who we've had a majority for the past two years it's and who we had too. a majority while Obama was president. And we could have put we could have we could have abolished the filibuster and protected women's rights. Just it's do it. Disgusting. We had two years. Didn't even need to do that. Could have done it on day one on day one of Obama's term. He said he was going. To right. Do this. Right. And nobody wants to, to reckon with that. Nobody wants to face that. You know, maybe more people do now, but a lot of capital D Dems don't. And, you know, it, it's just it's it's frustrating isn't strong enough of a word to describe the experience of these last two years of Joe Biden's presidency and doing absolutely nothing and making a lot of noise to suggest they're trying really hard and they're doing the best. But it's not a fucking surprise. Any of this. Susan Collins, any of them let th these judges vote this right. way, despite them telling you otherwise, don't play fucking dumb. I'm fu I'm so angry right, about it. We've been saying this for five years. Like, honestly, the thing that was shocking to me was how fast it happened yeah. in the last few months. But we've been saying for years that, oh, this case is because... They're working to, to get rid of Roe. Oh, they're packing the courts to get rid of Roe. Their end game is getting rid of Roe. Like, we've we've known that's the end goal. It's been their goal my entire life. This has yeah. been, like, maybe the most important goal of the Republican Party or the conservative movement in general my entire life. And I don't think they know how to deal with it because I'm really surprised that they're not more celebratory this week. Like, they're still casting themselves so as victims. They are yeah. angry about they're, this. They're, they're very so angry. angry. Fascinating. Oh, someone leaked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're like, they like, everyone I hear talk about it on the right is weirdly furious. Not even about the leak, but just like about people being upset by the news. And it's like, like, Jonathan, what you're saying, like, Shouldn't you be happy? Isn't this like all you've wanted? They've been casting themselves as victims for decades and they don't know they how. Because they don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Right. I, Which is, you're completely correct. Yeah. The conservatives don't know how to exist beyond victimizing themselves. Which is funny because it's what they accuse like. Oh, yeah. Liberals and lefties and SJWs of doing is playing into the victim mentality. But. It's I mean, classic projection if, if you want to take it. Most of what it's they like, do is that. It's yeah. very like rudimentary psychology of what you're doing. But we. It, but do what they do and we let it. Right. The enemy is both strong and weak. That's, mm -hmm. that's like they're the most angry yep. about it because they don't actually care about the issue. No. And they're angry because it's like this is the thing we've been. It's like it's like if your team wins the Stanley Cup and you realize like, oh, this didn't really affect me. That victory is fleeting. And now 
I think some of them are worried about motivating their base. You know, some of them are just worried about politics. But other people, like, I don't know, are they realizing that they don't have the capacity to enjoy? Like, has has like this would be like if we got universal health care, right? Like, what what has been a similar political victory on the left? Fuck, I'd just go to the doctor real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, <laughs> The, a lot of conservatives are single issue voters, right? I mean, gay marriage, right? Like that's the, I guess, that's right. the most recent yeah. one in memory. But that's not like, right. But I guess because nothing's permanent, because now Obergefell's in the in the. Uh, but apparently, but no, don't worry. They're saying it's not. Don't worry. No, they are, yeah, the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg yeah. opinion pages are saying it's fine. Don't worry so. about it. It's fine. Meanwhile, like literally, like Ben Shapiro literally saying, like, yeah, it should be. We should get rid of it. Like they're very open about what. Well, there's no do. reason to hide it anymore, is there? Nope. We can say whatever we want. They can say whatever they want. Well, yeah, that's why Greg Abbott doesn't care anymore. He's like, yeah, we're going to get rid of uh, the requirement uh, for public education. Yeah, it's fucking wild how Wait, many... what is this? The, the governor of Texas said he wants to challenge the 1982 Supreme Court ruling, which said states have to offer, offer free public education even to um, uh, undocumented yeah, right, right, immigrant right, right, right. students. And I'm he's talking. angry about that. And he says it's open season now on like every fundamental right mm -hmm. we hold dear. Right. Because a big part of the justification uh, for this um, in this leak is that like it's not historically a right that we've had as though again as though we've historically had the right to internet access or like running water like i don't know the when the when, uh, lynching when wasn't the a hate crime until 2022 uh, yeah alito's argument that something has to be deeply rooted in history is baffling to me unbelievably dumb <laughs> and like just on its face because we understand how time works mm. also deeply rooted in history we're like a brand new country. Mm -hmm. If we're going to talk about that, what? In the last 200 years, how many years have we been a country? Like, you know. About that long. Yeah. What, yeah. What, is, what is deeply rooted? Nothing's deeply rooted. We're fresh. Mm -hmm. The roots right. haven't the taken point. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of loose soil Just there still. Deep, how about the deeply rooted, the, the probably the deepest root of our, um, of our motherfuck, of our fucking country is the fact that we were founded on the principle of religious freedom. And yet we continue to and have slavery. legislation. The religious freedom to be Christian, Katie. Right. To be right. Christian, right. that's what I'm saying. But here we are. Yes, everything is legislated by the religious right. <laughs> God, I think, I don't know. I, I feel like probably one of the reasons the conservatives don't know how to like celebrate this is it's it's such an easy thing for them to fight for. Like so many conservatives are single issue voters on abortion more than I think any other issue. I don't have I don't have stats on that, but I would fully believe that. And it's also so such an easy narrative for them to keep pushing as like a moral like cause. Like killing babies is bad. We're the good guys. And it's something we talked about in, in this week's episode is is like they're not quite able to say with with the gay stuff. They're not quite able to say what they mean, which is that being gay is gross and wrong, and I don't like it because this country has on some level kind of just accepted that it's like fine to be gay on some so they level. have to yeah. say they have to like twist and lie and make it mm -hmm. about pedophiles and the kids and uh, uh so parental sovereignty and xyz and like government being out of, staying out of marriage entirely is like bullshit like right. that yeah but with abortion they can just say what they mean which is we don't like abortion it's wrong and that's an easy fight for them and now that they've won quote unquote won now they have to sort of 
focus on the the much harder fight of it's gonna be convincing next. people that there shouldn't be gay marriage basically and right. all these sort of things yeah yeah and then where they have to lie and and like twist their position to to try and make it sound better than it is which is not to say that like being pro life is morally right it's just easier to make it sound that way i think than the other yeah they can be bullshit. they can be a lot more explicit about uh their intention and the reasoning behind it um mm -hmm. and they've been able to dictate the language being used for, oh, for years sure. my whole life it's been pro-life and pro-choice it hasn't been pro-abortion rights anti-abortion rights uh right. it, it you know brings morality mm -hmm. into it on their side and the like verbiage yeah right pro-life for sure begs the question of is it a life mm. okay guys we are going to take a real quick break but then i promise you we will be back with even more mm. abortion news mm. i don't know oh good that wasn't mm. good hello the internet it's me katie master of disguise with just a few moments i can imitate any human in the world yes that's why they made that movie about me also, I once bit a man's nose off while dressed like a turtle. But just because I can look like anyone doesn't mean I can talk like them. And that's why I use Babbel, the language learning app that's fun, easy, and has over 10 million subscribers. Whether you're just traveling abroad or looking to become a chameleon like me, Katie, Babbel offers bite-sized lessons that you can use in the real world. While other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, Babbel's were created by over 100 experts. You can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish and Italian and German and French. Plus, there are just so many ways to learn. Babbel offers podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Truly, even you can become a great disguisey like myself. And right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash more news. That's babble.com slash more news for up to 60% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. Become another person. And we are back as promised for what I promised. Um, I loved those ads. They were they my were favorite. good. They were good. They were really, really good. Those ads. products mm -hmm. and yeah. services. Yeah, and both, services. Both. I do like products and services, though. I have to admit that I use them every day. Every, you know what? Me too. At least yeah. one. Me too. Yeah, usually both. Often both. I'm using several at this specific moment in time. Wow. We talked. A lot about a lot of things before the break. Um, I want to talk some more about Republican reaction because I just need to call out Matt Gates's tweet because it's in front of me and mm. I hate it. That guy Matt hates Gaetz. women. He, he does hate women. Loves teenagers. Loves yeah. teenagers. How many of the women rallying against overturning Roe are over? educated, underloved <laughs> millennials who sadly return from protests to a lonely microwave dinner with their cats and no bumble matches. Several things to unpack here. One. I just want to know how he knows what my daily routine is like. <laughs> <laughs> He's spying on you. Weird um, things to spy on, Matt Gates. First off, that sounds like a great day. That sounds like yeah, a great day. Sure. You don't have any dishes to clean up. You got a cute cat. A you good got your house. On, you yeah. got your space. I'm not lonely, man. I'm living alone, and it's great. And you don't have to talk to some freak on Bumble and pretend um, like you're like, you know, But like, also, 
this is a fundamental misunderstanding of Bumble because if you're on Bumble, the female holds all the power. And in general, on a dating app experience, from what I understand, most women have a lot of matches. Too many. Um, too many matches versus the men. He's projecting his own experience. Um, also, I gotta I say, just, Bumble falls apart when you're a lesbian. It just does not work. I was I actually was just about to I gonna ask, like, what's your experience on dating apps? You're both allowed to message each other, but because of the precedent of of what like Bumble is all about, nobody messages anybody. Nobody it's, messages it's anybody. Very stressful. <laughs> sounds sounds horrifying. Oh, it does sound. It does. It does. As I was describing it, I was like, well, this is a whole other experience that I don't know. But the, but the last and most important point that I need to make about Matt Gates's tweet is that, as we mentioned, he fucks minors. He mm. sleeps with children. So shut the fuck up, mm. Matt Gates. It's an interesting point. What does the FBI have to say about that? Yeah, it's what, it, what is it? The I think FBI they agree. Has- yeah, it's uh, I, it's one of those things where you read it and you're like, it's just like the contempt is just seeping out of it for women, and I, it, I don't know how he thought it was a good idea. I, it's like I, I, it left me kind of speechless. Like, what, what? Why do you? Yeah, hate, what are you? What? Why like, are you being so hateful? What do you get from this? How does this help you? Well, it does, right? It gets a bunch of likes, and then he continues being a congressman because a lot of people. I really feel like the best thing Elon Musk could do with Twitter would be to make it not accessible to to Congress people. Like, it's Mm -hmm. exhausting that we have sitting Congress people looking for internet clout. Like, you you work for the government. Why do you need internet clout? What are you doing with your your little zingers? Right. Ugh. Like, all of them. Gates and Ted Cruz and currently banned but maybe not for long donald j trump like yeah. it, like go away and anytime they even like interact with anybody it's not like it's useless because it's just more frustration they're gonna keep lying and not like it's yeah it's only it's just dunk town and that doesn't help anybody it helps people feel good uh sometimes but like right love to dunk on matt gates yeah the matt gates tweet um in its in its attempt to be like clever and use a lot of words to like make fun of people reminded me of that dennis miller tweet about the the jedi b team oh my um, god i don't remember do you have this. it with you do you have it up i, I do i do please I have it. please it's so good and bad the young jedi b team that is the white house press corps have now been groupon comp lifted back to their real jobs being overly astounded by new tailgate kick plates in unctuous chevy truck commercials I'm sorry. You're going to have to break that down for me. It's art. It's so beautiful. I know some of those words on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he saying? It's like the Ayatollah God. God, So good. (laughs) What is he he saying? Start from the top. What is Jedi BC? (laughs) So they're not like like Luke Jedis. They're like uh, like minor league Jedis. They're like Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a poll. (laughs) I I've I've I have yeah, this tweet readily accessible yaddle. because I think about it often and sometimes I stare <laughs> at it and it, I think it that must be what people who never mind. It's no, it's <laughs> incredible. No, no. Uh, it's fascinating to watch conservatives try and tell jokes. It's I mean like Shapiro's like oh Mother's Day is coming up right. We're gonna get another 
parent of unspecified gender day joke from Ben, uh, which we get every every, every year. Oh, there were a lot of there were a lot of pregnant men jokes. Um, Actually, that is, I feel like I don't know something worth talking about in in terms of the abortion stuff is is like how even on the left the conversation does end up um, kind of um, excluding non-women who are affected mm-hmm. by the ab- abortion stuff um i am currently dating a trans man who i think feels really um conflicted about um his relationship to the ability to get pregnant and um like the security that being able to get an abortion safely provides him in uh in terms of his relationship to gender and i know plenty of other like trans masculine people who feel very similarly um and i just think that's hard Yes, that is such an important point, and it has been frustrating. I have started to see a few people calling it out in their posts and saying, reminder, that this is an an issue that doesn't just affect uh, women and that we need to start being more inclusive in our language. And um, it is frustrating to see pushback on the left, but I also am bolstered by the amount of people that are – starting to have that conversation if that makes sense mm. and be aware and open to it and yeah yeah and stuff yeah it was just disheartening to see the number of people on the right i guess that was their version of gloating was immediately making yeah, it's disgusting like lauren bobert saying where's the outrage from all the pregnant men like doing yeah. their doing the joke again yeah That's so useless oh my god i hate them so much <laughs> yeah like god Parker Malloy had a whole, but like she collected Tim Pools, Matt Walsh, they all had the version of the the same joke. It's hard, I think, for trans men and trans mask people to like advocate for, hey, include us in this conversation because that's like, it's not quite the main topic of conversation. And then also to see all of the fucking jokes um, that conservatives make like, oh, where's the preg- like is sh- where's the pregnant men is just so indicative that they're not actually engaging with any trans people because mm-hmm. there are pregnant men there yeah. are people yeah like we are having that conversation like oh and not- I- it's all about women now it- no you're just not hanging out with any of them because you're not cool enough well, yeah, not- well, exactly well, well that's true but it's not even that they're not hanging out it's that they don't care they're pretending like they know um there's so many comments like that not just in response to this, but where it's like, so you just haven't engaged with it. You just literally like you're like Bill Maher does it a lot too. Where it's like, so you just like fundamentally choose to not actually even try to understand what people mean when they say these things. You just make them the butt of a joke. Yeah. I was just watching a really old, not a really old, a few years old, um, H bomber guy video where he talks about um, the Bill Nye Netflix show um, and a bunch of criticisms of like uh, of it where, where a bunch of conservatives say shit like, Oh, there's no studies that say gender is separate from sex. And he's like, yes, there are like, you didn't mm-hmm. even try to refute the studies. You just said there weren't any, and there are hundreds of them there. We Happens are having yeah. these conversations and you just don't know about it and assume that you're right. Just because you're Happens not reading time. it doesn't mean that this isn't happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's an incredibly frustrating thing to witness and extra elements in this whole conversation that is extremely important because it's not a joke. There are yeah. a lot of men that have carried children and will carry children. 
And that's yeah. the reality. And we all need to be really protective of that community and stand up and be inclusive how we discuss this. I mean, it's not that people won't slip up, but just notice it and also be inclusive. Yeah. You know, that's my it's thought. It's hard. And it's, it's hard, I think, because when we say like a woman's right to choose, like obviously that's a, a reductive slogan in, in some yeah. ways and does make some trans masculine people feel um, unincluded, but also... I don't know. There's a conversation to be had about do all slogans need to fully capture like the nuance <laughs> sure. of every political mm-hmm. conversation? We, I feel like we had a similar. I, I remember like Lib pushback against like defund the police when it's like, yes, well, some police precincts need to get more funding to get what you want. It's like, all right, it's a three word slogan that I'm shouting into a megaphone at a march. Do you guys it, think it should have been refund the police so that people think they're getting more money, but really we're just reallocating? Uh, no, because the people who would actually be making those policies would want to heavily fund the police. Reallocate the uh, police. Well, that's, yeah. that's why, like, I, I mean, we did, I think we did. I didn't, uh, I, I, that was two. not a serious thing oh, that I, I know, just said. I Please, everybody don't talk to me about how I'm playing into their, Katie uh, Stoll whatever. Katie loves the police force in America, am, and she hates I'm a police minorities. Lover. But, you know, there's, there's yeah. a reason that some slogans do need to be what they are, because if you adjust them to make people's feelings feel better, then the actual result will be not the thing that you're actually asking for. I right. like remember so many people being like, well, it shouldn't be defund the police. That turns people off. It's like, okay, what should it be? Reform the police. Yet they do that every fucking like five years. And <laughs> yeah. here we are. Reimagine um, the police. Exactly. Like, I got, all that I shit. It's told like, that. God, imba- it's embarrassing. And like, it just. Recycle, misunder- reduce, reuse the police. But yeah. you know what the, you know what defund the police has done? It's stuck in people's brains. And yeah. now we talk about it. Before we finish talking about abortion rights, I um, really have got to acknowledge, again, I'm a, a, you know, white woman sitting in California where uh, I will always be able to receive an abortion. Um, But this is just so not true for huge, huge swaths, swaths of this country. Um, The second this law this this decision is actually published officially published there are trigger laws in 13 states meaning that they are ready to go that they will be enacted day one um that will be the law of the land there and 26 more likely to institute some form of a ban there are some a few states you know that as of yet are not decided poor communities are disproportionately affected by this. Um, I, I'm preaching to the choir here. I know we know this, but it needs it needs to continue to be stated. I think about that a lot. Yeah. Whenever we work on any any piece of of some yeah. stuff, like how privileged we are as as yeah. the the team that we like a largely white team, a largely male team. Yeah. I live in Brooklyn. You live in California. Like we are mm-hmm. we are not situated to be most impacted by the by the policies and the um, agendas that we talk about, but it is really so important to remember that there are people who are going to be like destroyed, whose lives because, are going to be ruined by mm. by these policies that are happening. Because you know, my life will continue to go forward, and another big news story will come down the pipeline. And yes, we're going to keep working on this and fighting for this and following this. But the day to day reality for so many people has dramatically changed overnight. 
not that we didn't see it coming, but already access was so difficult and people needing to um, get to other states in order to have a procedure already that excludes huge, the, the majority of people who are unable to finance mm -hmm. traveling to another state and paying for an abortion. And then there are states that are looking to even prevent you from doing that. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know if you saw the, the New York magazine article that um, in 2019, the Missouri state health director testified that he'd compiled a spreadsheet of Planned Parenthood patients' menstrual cycles oh. to track those so that you could track them going in and out of state yeah. and try and get them like charged with a crime yeah. for leaving the state. There's a lot of that, the pri a lot of privacy stuff that's going to be coming up to, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, like uh, period tracker apps and things like that. Um, and if that data is shared, that's going to um, affect this too. Which is um, also gutting to me because, I mean, obviously, but when I think about that, I haven't yet talked about this on the show. Eventually, perhaps I will. But, uh, you know, there have been effects to people's menstruation post-vaccine and um, uh, booster. This is not me being anti-vax. It's just a reality. But part of the response to this and the, the best thing that a resource that we have is to use your period tracker apps. A lot of like different, you know, um, organizations I've talked to different people and on Twitter and whatnot say that they are working on comparing data to get to the bottom of these different responses that people had to the to the vaccine. And so with this kind of over like with this coming on and people need to delete their apps, it's to the de detriment of all of our health care and all of our knowledge. Does that make sense? It's like this is a resource that we could have had, but now you can't have it. Yeah. I mean, I said earlier that like the 14th Amendment right to privacy is not like a super strong legal defense for for abortion rights. And I I do believe that's true. But like it's un unarguable. It's inarguable that um like, this is an invasion of privacy on, on right. a hundred different levels. Um, and just because that might not be the most effective way to defend this right in our legal system does not make what Republicans right. want to do any less fucking disgusting. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I want to make that super clear. Oh, this is depressing to talk about. Can I, before we yeah. move on, I I know we've, we brought it up uh, briefly. I just wanted to emphasize how deeply unpopular this is yeah, with yeah. the american people um the the most recent polls i found well there was a, a poll from january that said 69 percent of americans don't want roe v wade overturned and from 2019 61 percent say abortion should be legal in all or most cases when you drill down and find the people who think there are most cases where it should be illegal there's a lot of they don't really understand what the procedure mm -hmm. is. So when digging down into the finer points of what Americans believe in terms of like trimesters and abortions, it's clear they don't really know. Some people aren't opposed to um, abortions when the person's life is in jeopardy. So it really is not an accurate representation. Even people that are, are pro-life uh, don't necessarily agree with the most stringent laws. And there's just so much like misinformation pushed by conservative demagogues and politicians. Um, something that I think about in almost every context, every political conversation that we have um, with our team and that I have in my life is that 
as divided as this country is, and I do think it's very divided, um, a majority of conservatives, I think, are just uneducated um, or or out of touch with the people that this legislation affects. I think a lot of conservatives haven't met trans people or gay people, don't know someone who has had an abortion or don't know that they know someone who yeah, has had an abortion. Which they probably do, yeah, exactly. They probably do. I don't know. The, the, the anger and fear that I feel when these laws get passed and when this news broke, I have the urge to characterize the other side kind of blatantly as mm. and broadly as evil. I'm gesturing very largely, mm-hmm. yeah, but this is yeah, this is, is an audio medium. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I don't think that like the conservative base as a whole is evil. Yeah, I think I... they are being misled by a handful of willfully um, disingenuous bastard people. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you completely. And that's why we do the work we do to some extent, right? Um, but yeah. I just think it's worth, while expressing rage, I think it's super valid, um, remembering that they're not evil. No, Elle, it's so important. You're completely correct. I, I mean, I think that there is, it's very easy to be in our mob mentality and, be, and, and have our anger. And there are these little shits on Twitter uh, who want to egg you on. But in general, the vast amount Huge of people shits. are being manipulated by, you know, yeah. and just because they've voted for this person for whatever reasons does not mean that they even understand the implications that, and if you were to sit down and have a conversation where you didn't start off with that person being the enemy, if you just had talked, you'd probably realize you like each other and you have common ground. I say that a lot because it's been true in my life when yeah. I try this. But but listening and and seeing what's happening around the country and, and under you know, I, I I do believe you're completely correct, especially on this issue. Yeah, it's it, it's frustrating too because a lot of it is that like it's the thing it's a similar similar thing like with you know like a gay marriage argument where there's so many people who came around when like their child came out or something like that right like they were like oh yeah. i actually realized oh my friend is gay i didn't realize that like now i'm on board things like that even um trump's like muslim ban and things like that and a lot of trump policies people are like oh i didn't know it would affect me um which i think does speak <laughs> to like you know maybe have a little more empathy and compassion and understanding sure um, but so, but it, i think it is also related to like education and exposure to the yeah. actual truth and and Right. I mean, it's it's absolutely privilege to, to not mm-hmm. recognize that these things to be able to not recognize how these things affect people because you're cishet white, probably not middle class if we're looking at conservative voters. But you have all these privilege like that is privilege. But I don't think but privilege doesn't make you evil. It just makes you um, insulated, isolated, insulated. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's the word. I don't know if I've ever shared this on this show. My mom recently told me that my grandma was a little racist when she was a kid and that it was always a problem because my mom, you know, was a hippie and, you know, and, and, but that after my, my, and I didn't know this of my nanny, but after my grandfather died, um, my grandmother got her a job working at Sears and for the first time made friends with a black woman. And she apologized to my mom and she said, I feel so ashamed. Oh, wow. I was so wrong. And I was floored by that because I have to confront the fact like, ooh, I hated knowing that about my grandma. But I also was 
I guess, slightly comforted to hear that, that story, you know, but it does, but I share that just to say that to speak to the like exposure to the, once you people, uh, are told a story or something and they create a narrative and they don't know until they meet somebody and not to say that my grandma was great. She could be a bitch, but, um, I jig just you, Katie's grandma. That's right. I don't know um, if my mom is listening. I'm sorry, mom. But don't sorry, Katie's me. mom. Uh, I'm not sorry. No, I'm sorry. I mean, that's good that that happened. It's 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 frustrating and good to know that that's what can happen. But but like it's also it's like speaks to the absurdity of the worldview that feeds into this, where it's literally just like it took meeting one person. Like getting to know a single person is what changed your entire worldview about like so many people. Um, and Listen, it's, this it's isn't like a, a grandma a, Stan confession. It's like a bummer that that's like all it took. All, all, it's like good that that's all it took, but it's a bummer that that's all it took um, and that that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Convincing people is really, really hard. Um, yeah. 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 Anything anything more cheerful in the news? Let's see. No, no. Damn. No. NFTs Let's aren't see. doing so hot. NFTs aren't Woo! doing so hot. <laughs> um, I was going to rant about Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that was really Met upsetting. At the Met Gala. Very upsetting. I don't need to do too much on this, but the Met Gala. <laughs> oh, the Met Gala was this week, the same night that this political story broke about uh, this draft of the abortion ruling. And it was just a real whirlwind online. Whiplash between couture and rage. <laughs> mm. But anyway, in the, the backdrop of that, um, this article starts floating around about how Kim Kardashian lost 16 pounds in three weeks to fit into Marilyn Monroe's iconic <laughs> dress for when she sang happy birthday, Mr. President. That sounds so unhealthy. Um, so fucking is unhealthy. Is the implication that she fucked Joe Biden? Like, what is going on there? <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever fucked Joe Biden. No, that man will die a virgin. God damn it. I hate stories like this. I just hate it. And yeah, this is unhealthy. This is not helpful. This isn't good. The idea we should not be uh, celebrating or in any way having this conversation unless we are saying this isn't healthy to do. This isn't an achievement. No, 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 no. This is perpetuating the fucked up beauty standards and ideals that we have. Also, apparently like costume historians were outraged by this because this is unprecedented. You don't just take an artifact mm. and wear it. Some organization gifted her a lock of Marilyn's hair. hair. Yeah. Unreal. Unbelievable. Disgusting. And she only wore it for like the photos on the red carpet. She took yeah. it off and put on a replica. Gross. I'm working on a project and I will be talking more about this kind of stuff in the future. But, you know, even after I tweeted it, a lot of people were like, well, there were just some people genuinely like, good for her. And you're like, no, you're no. missing the point. This is, this is a this is a real problem that we have, our relationship to food, weight, and fashion. And like several rungs down the ladder of importance, just super not what Marilyn Monroe wanted to be no. like as a, as a, as a public figure or as a person, like totally an anathema to everything that she wanted. Yeah. 
No, I I mean, it's just, it's gross. I don't need to do more on that. Let's see. Any good news? Mm, J.D. Vance won his Republican primary. That is great news. Congratulations to the the big man himself, J.D. Vance, for (sighs) that. I mean, I guess we can (laughs) go to the the polls in November. Tim Ryan, right? Love that dude, I think. Yeah, guys, go vote. He sure is not J.D. Vance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if J.D. Vance has uh, legs in the general for this. I don't know if he's got what it takes. He's a bit of a complete fraud. So You don't think this makes Trump a kingmaker? I don't care what makes Trump a kingmaker or if Trump is a kingmaker. Or... I just want to point out <laughs> that uh, J.D. Vance was already polling well above his opponent by the time Donald Trump of course he endorsed was. him. So anybody that wants to say, well, J.D. Vance, say like, no, man, he just, he also Donald got Trump jumped wrong. on that train. Sure. So. <laughs> Did he? Did he? That's yeah, so I call lame. him like J.P. J.D. Uh, J.P. Mandel. Uh, J.P. Mandel. That's and the right. other guy is so Josh sad. Mandel. So yeah, he didn't yeah. really know. Yeah. No, that man's know. brain is like mush on the inside, he's a, right? He's a special man. I got I got off the wait list for his um, new for Truth Social. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, keep, I keep wanting How to nice sign for up. You. Yeah, I haven't tried it out yet, but I got an email that I you got the invite. Now. I got the it's invite. Like, I mean, like being let into Raya. <laughs> yes, which I am not allowed into. So <laughs> you're not allowed into. Have you gotten an invite? I have not. Uh, Donald Trump will. Oh my god, Katie, this is so exciting. It sucks, but I'll give you a Raya invite later. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wait. Just to have it. Should I know what do you this not know is? It? Raya is an invite-only dating app, and it started off for just celebrities, um, and it still is where celebrities hang out, but yes. it's also lots of other people. And at first you Oh, I thought you, I thought you only... were saying it still is. We're celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I had... Michael Che popped up on mine the other day. Oh, but you can't screenshot it. You get kicked off. Um, and they have like a weird a slideshow where you choose pictures and music to it. And you can't stop or pause on a picture. It just goes by quick. It's a bad app and it's buggy. But I will give you an invite. This is so you the most exciting day of my life. You just got to get a second <laughs> phone, take pictures of the screen. Right, so you can get kicked Problem off. Solved. I mean, they allow you a few. I've done it. If, if someone's you're a real outstanding, celebrity, you have two phones. You That's have two right, phones exactly. anyway. Um, one for screenshots. Ellen, it was so nice having you here. We really appreciate you taking the time and all of your hard work. Tell our listeners where they can find you online. Tell them. Any? Tell them. Tell oh. them. Um, you can find me on Twitter as L Yerman E L Y U R M A N until Elon Musk personally boots me from the website <laughs> um you can find me on instagram at l.yerman spelled the same way with a dot in in there those are the places i'm working those on the some places working on some various things that i'll be talking about on those on those places um <laughs> if you're in brooklyn i'm hosting a comedy show with an all trans lineup on june 1st i'll be talking about that more on my socials um that's yeah, cool that's, that's me. that sounds fun yeah very exciting i'm hoping to make awesome. it a an ongoing thing because there aren't Shockingly, there there is not an ongoing all trans stand up show in Brooklyn. There should be. That's that's where you come in. That exactly. I find my niche. All right, guys, that will do it for us today. Um, no episode next week, but we will be back the week after. after. 
Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Not me, though. I'm, I'm never not you. Well, you're, Whoa, you'll be a, oh, now. my goodness. Wow. That's bold. It's I not was, true. I was lying back. for comedic effect. <laughs> <laughs> true colors. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm colorblind. I don't know what so my true Cody. colors are. Me too, a little bit, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Love Bonding. It. <laughs> yeah, it makes driving slightly harder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Um, thank you again. I, You're welcome. It, no, I was going to try to be serious and heartfelt, but there's just little jokes, so I'm not going to. It's not the right vibe. It's not the right vibe. It can be. But you know What? What? We love you very much. Love, we much. love you so much. 